everyone. Welcome back to the CanadianGameDevs.com podcast, episode number 158. This is a show, weekly show, covering all the games made in Canada and the people who create them. My name is Steven, spelled the PHNA, so you'd think it was Stefan, but it's actually Steven. And joining me, of course, our co-host, and the man who started it all, Steven, but with a PHNA and we call him Steve. How's it going, Steve? Yo, what up? It's going it's, good. It's Labor Day weekend. That it is. It's, uh, it's pretty nice weather here, too. I don't know what it's like out in Halifax. It's like 25. Probably, oh, yeah, it's similar. Lovely, and, uh, lovely. Probably go for a little walk afterwards. Picked up another Sega Genesis game Ooh, today. Which one? Uh, it's called General Chaos. I think I mentioned it on the past Oh, my podcast. God. That's the dumbest game name I've ever heard. I'm <laughs> looking up the box art right now. It's basically like a 5v5 like war game. Um, and it actually it has like two player co-op and then like one ver- and, like one versus one uh, like battle or whatever and a campaign and it was like really sh- like the you use like a little mouse cursor to move around and give orders like it's kind of like an a simplified RTS huh. um, but the two player co-op was actually dope because you just control two players so it was, you just had to swap between the two and it was a lot easier and my friend and I have like pretty fond memories of it and I follow the dude who made it and he made like rampage and stuff as well oh yeah and he he's apparently making like a new like a new general chaos or something and he says like oh just follow me on or message me on facebook to show you and i'll show you <laughs> and i was just like i don't i'll just wait for the eventual kickstarter i'm guessing or something does the studio still exist usually I, it says on the wikipedia if it if it closed but this one doesn't game refuge I mean, inc yeah i mean his uh the website's still good to go and it looks like it's straight out of like the early 2000s if you go to it game that's interesting i mean and yeah if, if you got if it ain't broke don't fix it steve yeah he seems to milk rampage a lot more because rampage is a little more well known like it has that there's the movie and stuff like that mm-hmm. um so he's probably killing like just chilling on that but uh i mean the guy like he's made a lot of games uh, General Chaos was a, and I also learned something new. The EA games are have a different cartridge on Sega Genesis because they just didn't want to pay Sega to like make the cartridges for them, so they made their own. Hmm. And it has it's like bigger and has like a little yellow tab. And I didn't know that. And I always thought it was just because, like as a kid, I was like, oh, they're just bigger games. They just need a bigger cartridge. <laughs> and that was just like that was just the logical thing that I made up in my head. But I never of course. Really, looked into why and apparently yeah it's similar to like the 10 gen stuff on nes when you have like the shitty cartridge like the black uh that black cartridge on nes for some games and huh. um i guess it's just like uh electronic arcs just arts just wanted to make their own uh cartridge so they did i mean it's topical it's labor day re- weekend it's important to seize the means of production um so that you cannot have your surplus labor stolen from you steve all hail sure. <laughs> our comrades who fought for the Labor Day weekend. If you if you appreciate weekends, if you appreciate overtime pay, if you appreciate any of the small small luxuries that we've won here in Canada, you should you should be thankful for unions. And that's my propaganda for the week. <laughs> that's not that's not going to be the only propaganda this show. I can Probably not. Uh, I will also propagandize ourselves. CanadianGameDevs.com is, of course, supported by our amazing patrons over at patreon.com slash CanadianGameDevs. You can go back us there for many perks, including some new uh, tiers we've added. 
Um, so check out uh, again patreon.com slash king game devs for that we've uh, gone through patreon patreon's official like merch thing they'll handle the merch um and for a limited time if you back us any levels steve still has old merch we will send you um until that's all gone and then we'll do everything through patreon because it's really hard to make merch and send it to people um, i i also just don't want it in my house i don't have a <laughs> yeah two birds one stone so exactly yeah check us out there uh so we have new tiers. Everyone gets uh, special access to the Patreon channel on Discord and a Patreon tag on the server. Uh, so back us any level for that. Uh, you can back us any level to get early access to the show. And uh, if you back us at $5 or more uh, a month, we'll put your name at the end of the credits. And if you want to hit us at the... Uh, shoot, what, what tier did I say, Steve? If you want to hit us at the $30 per month uh level we'll give you a t-shirt sticker uh, any peaceful merch steve has and we'll plug any project or site or game you want on the podcast for that month uh, i've seen other patreons do this and i think uh, it's a cool way to not only do an ad but also like get someone else supporting the show i think it's like uh oh, scratch my back i'll scratch yours you feel me steve yeah i get you um so again all of that patreon.com slash game devs that's not why you're here you're here for the events jobs news and shenanigans that Steve and I get up to each and every week on this show, starting with events. Uh, we got a bunch. It's the fall. It is prime, like, convention season. PAX would have been happening this weekend. Um, GDC uh, Online happened last month. Um, and there's a whole bunch of stuff happening in September, like an info session for Damage Labs. Of course, plugged on last week's show, Damage Labs is a new initiative from Dames Making Games Toronto to help uh, get indie studios off the ground from marginalized developers they're going to help you uh with some uh, counseling some leadership there uh helping you get funding setting up your business all the things you need to know that you probably don't when you want to get into the business of making games that info session is september 10th at 6 p.m eastern time totally free go to their website dmg.to for that event i think if anyone is even interested in starting a studio sometime in the future this is a totally free info session you should check it out canada games online which is a different initiative from oh was this the people who did the it was going to be game xp but then it changed do i have that wrong uh, i think you do oh well anyway canadian games online happening september 9th to 10th is a um this is interactive ontario oh interactive ontario so from september 9th to 10th they're having a level up your pitches at a Marcus Market Pulse training session. And then September 17th, 18th, they're having a business to business connect session, uh, connecting you, the developer, with publishers and investors. Uh, you can sign up at canadagamesonline.com. So, yeah, two different weekends, two different, not weekends, they're mid midweek events, 9th and 10th, and then 17th and 18th. So again, candygamesonline.com. Check out some marketing sessions and then connect with publishers and investors. Someone's got to pay for the game, Steve. It's not going to be me because I don't I don't buy shitty games with microtransactions in it. Unlike <laughs> unlike some people, you know. Uh, what do you mean? <laughs> next event, Game Slice, of course, returning. Is this the fifth year, sixth year? I don't know. They do well. Uh, the annual event in London, Ontario, is now online. So you can, uh, September 16th, from 5 to 9.30 Eastern, 
uh, check out some sneak previews of upcoming indie games, gather feedback for your unreleased game, and just uh, connect with developers hanging out, and they're going to give out some awards at the end of the night for their favorite games. Sounds like a great time all around. And of course, the last two events we've been plugging for, I think, months now. Game Dev Atlantic. It's happening this month, September 18th, all-day event, 8 to 8. Uh, 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. Eastern, uh, featuring talks from some of our patrons, Gene Leggett, and some friends from the Discord, Cosmocat. So, yeah, lots of cool talks and connections to be made. Game Dev Atlantic, September 18th. Check that out. And Game Devs of Color Expo, the day after, on September 19th. Uh, check out workshops, talks, connections with game developers of color in Canada and around the world. Lots of fun stuff, Steve. Did I miss anything? September's a, a busy month. It is. These are all taking place in September, so this it's is... It's not, um... Sorry. It's not, it's not Canadian-focused, but is TGS happening this year? Is it just going to be online? Ooh, is that the Japanese Tokyo one? Yeah. Tokyo Game Show, right? I don't know. I think... I don't know what the COVID situation's like in Tokyo, because Game Dev Atlantic is having an in-person event at one of the bars, because everything's open here, but the conference itself uh, is online. Mm, so I don't know. I think it's it's a very local situation dependent. Um, they announced the game awards dates. I think I don't know if that was this week or the week before. So it looks it looks like Tokyo Game Show is happening because X like I see news articles that say Xbox will be there and stuff. But they won't Whatever. be showing the release date or price for the Xbox Series X. <laughs> Oh my god, because so they don't exist. Um, that's it for events, Steve. I'm gonna plug three jobs for everyone. Holy moly, events and hiring. It's all it's all happening. Uh, you can also check these out slash jobs So first up, Alpha Channel in Toronto, looking for several roles. Perk your ears up. If you are a gameplay designer, level artist, level designer, technical artist, gameplay programmer, or AI programmer. These are all roles currently open at Alpha Channel. They're hiring in Toronto. Um, don't specify whether you need to be in studio. I don't know if you know any information about that, Steve. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure, actually. Mm. Uh, they're looking for people uh, developing an Unreal Engine 4, so that is something you should note when going to apply. Uh, all of these roles and um, responsibilities and qualifications and information about how to apply are on our site, canadiangamedevs.com slash jobs. Instead of going through each one, it would just take a while like I normally do. I will just read the job titles. If you if you know, you know. You know you know what kind of job you're looking for. You know what I mean, yeah, Steve. Of course. Uh, Sleeping Giant, also in Toronto, are looking for a character animator rigger. So if that is something you would be able to do they are looking for someone at their studio though so gotta get to downtown toronto uh check out oh they have a whole bunch of cool perks i want to work somewhere that gives me free donuts and bagels my job doesn't give me that you don't get free free snacks that's like the tech startup like go-to we have snacks (laughs) but it's all like we get one of those um tokyo candy boxes oh yeah yeah i hear yeah my my uh my boss's boss brings in timbits mm. every friday for the for like his team and the and the people blow them and stuff like that but obviously that hasn't happened it's because we're still working from home and we chirp them every single friday basically <laughs> wondering why we're not getting like delivered timbits and <laughs> you should be getting delivered timbits i agree um i, I haven't so- had a tim actually because of that i haven't had a timbit or tim horns in general at all like since covid i think Oh, I had Tim Hortons for lunch, but I'm disgusting, so don't model your life after me. I would never. Uh, 
so yeah, check out um, that job on our site, kinggamefs.com slash jobs. Work with Sleeping Giant. They're apparently really cool. And if you are a character animator or rigger, slash rigger, check that out. Lastly, as we've been plugging for a while, Canuck Play, looking for spicy new roles uh, on Doug Flea's Maximum Football and pre-production of a new open-world adventure game. They're looking for a full-time senior Unity game developer, a full-time Unity game developer, a full-time character technical animator, and a full-time 3D modeler of static objects. So all of these jobs on the site, once again, canadiangamedevs.com slash job, and those Canuck Play jobs are also on location at their Peterborough, Ontario studio. Check those out. Uh, if you want us to cover your job, send it to us. Contact at canadiangamedevs.com. Steve slide into our DMs. Do it. DMs. I think actually, so Alpha Channel joined our Discord because there's people asking about them because they're a new studio, mm-hmm. um, and they said, you know, they're a smallish team, ten people, mostly built of veteran developers. Mm-hmm. Uh, due to COVID nineteen overlapping with the start of our studio, we haven't actually determined exactly where in the city or office space will be located, but probably mm-hmm. somewhere central. Okay. I'm guessing to start it'll be remote, but then, but and they haven't like found the office space yet as of September fourth. So, okay, I'm assuming they still haven't found an office space with everything going on. But these are changing times, Steve. They are, yeah. I mean, my my work like had we had just moved offices like in January um, of this year, and we were so excited. And now it's just like now everyone in the company is just kind of like I don't think we'll ever go back. So oh, geez. We, I, I'm back in the right? office this week. So how big how big is the studio for you guys? We're, the, we're like? the third floor of like a small building. It's like five rooms, and we're like t- less than twenty people. Yeah, because like we're 80, 80, 80, 90 people, so it's a little bit different, right? Like I could see mm. these smaller studios that are 10, 15 people, especially if they're in like a smaller building. Like not only is is my building like not only is like my company not my company but the company i work for is like 80 90 people but it's in a giant building that's like 30 floors so there's a lot of people there Mm -hmm. but i guess it's kind of like case by case like it's going to be a bit different um especially like a smaller remote area like how like not how not that halifax is smaller or whatever but smaller than toronto and doesn't have giant condos of of like 40 floors or or whatnot i'm guessing i don't know Mm -hmm. it's been a while since i've been to halifax the la- the biggest building is I think forty floors or forty five. Is it like an office building or is it like a? Uh, yeah, building? they're all big bank stuff. Yeah, true. I never understand what happens in those buildings. Like I see the big TD building, and I'm like, what are hundreds of you doing all day? Like I put my money <laughs> in the bank and then I take it out when I want it. Like that doesn't seem like it needs a lot of support. Like I uh, I have no frame of reference for what a bank person does all day at the computer. Because they're well. I don't know. There's like there's a bunch, right? There's going to be there's credit card and risk people, um, and customer support. Obviously, like you probably fill a whole building of just customer support people. Oh, true. Then there's there's going to be like uh, like stock uh, investors and whatnot, and then like um, financial planners and shit, and they'll have their own like set of customers. Mm-hmm. Then and there's then the uh, the Cayman Island uh, loners. And then there's exactly the, the orphan children, blood letters, and <laughs> plus uh, you need like your developers as well to like mm. and security. I always wanted to look at like the security team of like a bank or whatever because they have to keep their shit top notch. I'd imagine <laughs> like out of at any company out there, like 
if my, you know, I don't know if my uh, Zoom, like Zoom got hacked or whatever earlier in COVID, like my Zoom shit gets hacked, whatever. I don't care, but I don't, I really don't need my bank account hacked. So it's true. Actually, like all their stuff. Anyways, that's all to say that, you know, the world's changing. We don't need to work all these stupid jobs. No, we don't. Um, <laughs> but you need to work these jobs. We just plugged once again, kingindos.com slash jobs. Let's move on to the news, Steve. I got, I got several for you, all of them up on the site now. Cause we're on our shit this week. Yeah. Uh, first up love puzzle box filled with stories. It's coming to steam October 21st. Uh, this is from rocket ship park and indie game studio in Toronto. Uh, also, I believe friends of the show, they're we're, we're featured somewhere in the game. They toss a little Canadian game devs Easter egg. In oh there. yeah, that's right. Can't so wait that, to see that. And fun. actually they're in, uh, they're in Niagara Falls. They're in like Niagara region. Oh, okay. It's all it's the same thing. Yeah. If you're on Lake Ontario, you're in Toronto. Fine. Um, <laughs> uh, explore the tenement building and meet the inhabitants within learn the stories of the past that continue to impact your neighbors in the present rotate apartments to move through them back and forth through time to solve puzzles and make changes to help you and your friends resolve your pasts and live your best lives it's it's gorgeous too i love this i love this art style I'm just tabbing through the trailer here um yeah this is probably my most anticipated canadian game now for the rest of the year Ooh. um I'm 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 excited to play. Like I've known Shane for quite a long time, so I'm uh, fellow Irish Canadian, and he's a big Blue Jays fan too. So there we go. Lots of reasons to buy Shane's game. Uh, <laughs> first and foremost, because it looks dope, and it's probably going to be really cheap because it's an indie game, and it's going to be way better than any garbage uh, Square Enix is going to make this year. Oh, what are you? What's, what's and <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, you should definitely check it out. It's available for wishlisting too. Have you wishlisted it, Steve? I think we featured on the previous We did, we did already. Feature, yeah. So we both have it on our wish list. But the viewers, the viewers can add it to their wish list. The listeners, viewers, it's on YouTube, so you could be both. It used to be I was messing up when I said viewers, but... Oh, I'm not it subscribed is? to Rocketship Park on YouTube. They only have eight subscribers. Gotta help that out. It is on uh, It is on my wish list, too, so... I won't play the jingle. We already did it. Yeah, that's fair. Next bit of news this week, Steve. <laughs> Spinch is out now was my most anticipated Canadian game of the year, and now it's out, so I don't really have anything else to look forward to. Uh, it's by PEI-based indie studio Queen Bee Games. Uh, they call it a psychedelic 2D platformer. Features art from Jesse Jacobs, who's an award-winning Canadian cartoonist I discovered through this game. Uh, play as Spinch and save your tiny Spinch-shaped children across gorgeous <laughs> levels uh, featuring 2D pixel-perfect platforming and a psychedelic artistic style it's great steve i streamed it on the canadian game devs channel queen b retweeted us shout out to them and holy moly this game's great i also wasn't able to um i shall say achieve heightened senses before playing uh but i have <laughs> since played at a higher state of mind and this game is a trip the colors and symbols and eyes are looking at it's a whole lot going on and uh, <laughs> i highly recommend it uh, but we'll talk about that when we get to what we've been playing. It's also on uh, Steam and the eShop. It's also when, on like uh, every other um, PC store, like GOG, Green Man, Humble, all that jazz. What Twitch channel did you stream it on? Oh, twitch.tv slash devs. Also, my cat is screaming again. Sorry, everyone. And my wife's knocking at her door, so I want to give her the baby monitor. Wow, that was like the perfect... Not the baby uh, no, I need help with the baby, actually, so... Oh. You... No, yeah, we'll, we'll pause. No, we'll put seconds. a pin in it. We'll put yeah, a pin in pause. it. Don't we'll worry. Don't worry. But yeah, I streamed Spinch. We'll talk about at the end of what we've been playing. And it's great. I highly recommend everyone check it out. 
Next bit of news, Reptoid Games has announced Fire Tonight for Steam and Nintendo Switch coming winter 2021. Mm-hmm. And we had a little contention, Steve. What is winter 2021? What do you think that is? I th- so I, I now think it's January, or so, yeah, January, February mm-hmm. 2021. Because we think that holiday 2020 is November, December. And technically winter doesn't start until like December 21st. Like 21st or something like yeah. yeah, Yeah, so I think we're on the same page there. Yeah. Uh, Reptoid Games, of course, famous for 2018's Fossil Hunters, out on basically everything, uh, every platinum. console, Easy Platinum. Uh, they also won Ubisoft's indie game series uh, a few years ago, netting a cool fifty thousand um, dollars. Uh, it's a smaller game. They say embark on a journey across a city on fire to reunite Devin and Maya. It's um, yeah, looks kind of like a fixed camera sort of adventure action game but then the camera spins sometimes yeah i like the premise too like the idea of the city like on fire i think i saw somewhere it's based off like a a song right yeah something like that so it's um, based on information society's song of the same name fire tonight a lighthearted and thoughtful walk through the story of a relationship. So I'm excited to dive into this, and I really enjoyed Fossil Hunters. Um, thought it was pretty, pretty good uh, little co-op-y uh, puzzle game, and mm-hmm. this one looks pretty cool. I like the the style too, where everything's kind of this blue hue, but but the fire, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm down. It's also got a really cute like comic panel like cutscene thing that's different than like the the game art the in-game main art you know yeah i like that next bit of news the veil shadow of the crown has a pc demo now on itch.io and steam this is from saint Catharines based indie studio falling squirrel the premise of this game is really interesting steve they want you to play the whole game with your eyes closed so it's a entirely almost audio based experience um there'll be like simple hmm. visuals on the screen like i don't know like f- flicker of sparks from a fire or whatever but the main game will be you with your eyes closed controlling as things come up kind of like a telltale adventure um and yeah the demo is live on steam and itch.io uh i will be checking it out i don't know how great it would be to stream maybe i'll just play it quick and give some impressions on next week's show mm-hmm. but it's an interesting premise and yeah what do you think that's pretty cool i like yeah let me actually just boot it up i mean i'll actually is the demo oh it's not on steam the demo. yeah it's on the right side you got to hit play demo their demo buttons buried on like itchios oh weird yeah okay here let me we have the, we have a demo one don't we we have a demo uh... do i have a demo noise i kind of just make it up as i go other than the wish list noise that's fair. I'll download it. If you right, want to download, find a noise. He'll download the demo. I'll find a demo noise. Uh, it'll be great. And, yeah. It looks uh, cool. Yeah, I mean, they're trying something different, so I'll, you know, I'll check that out. Kind of, I don't know how many players are deaf, but you lose all of them, but you can never make a game everyone can play. Yeah, it'd be interesting if they could make, I guess, like, the, the opposite game. So it's <laughs> now it's like visual, but I, I mean, just watching this trailer here, which does nothing for me as I'm as the trailer's muted. Um, kind of does lose a little bit of that. 
What is the Veil's audio-based action adventure that sets to breathe new life into medieval combat and fantasy narrative? Interesting. That once again is the Veil, Shadow of the Crown. Check out the demo: Itchio on Steam, Falling Squirrel, and Saint Catherine's. Last bit of news this week: Steve Parkitech is getting a second DLC pack, Booms and Blooms. Uh, this is from indie studio Texel Raptor, uh, which includes Vancouver-based indie developer Garrett Randall and support from Vancouver Audio uh, powerhouse A Shell in the Pit, who have done pretty much, if it's a major indie game that came out of Vancouver or Seattle, probably had help from them. Uh, it's coming... Oh, it's out now. Booms and Bloom. Uh, it's for Parkitect, of course, the 2018 theme park management simulator. Uh, very well received on Steam and uh, has a lot of love in the reviews. This latest update uh, is now live on every PC platform it, that Parkitect's on. Uh, it's seven, uh, no, eight ninety nine Canadian. So the um, wait, just blooms and blooms. Booms and oh, okay, blooms. That, booms and blooms. Oh, yeah, okay, it, it's fireworks and like new floral stuff. So the whole game itself is like fifty bucks. It looks like there's a bundle. Yeah, like, you can like get a bundle or... with uh, the two DLC packs and Parkitect for fifty eighty two, uh, or you can just get the game itself for thirty three ninety nine Canadian. Can I wish list the bundle or how does that work? Well, um, if you click bundle info, that takes you to that, and it doesn't look like it. No, I see. But, have you played this or yeah what do you think steve i like it is it so two questions have you played have you played this one i haven't okay do you know if it's like grid based because i know we were talking about this before with another game the, we the were grid yeah the, grid some, based versus non-grid this looks grid based to me like just look at the roads and stuff it looks like it might do that thing where you can cut diagonally and i think it does do that where you can like cut yeah. tiles and into half or maybe quarters I like some of the art style and some of the Oh, man. Too. I love these kind of games. Like, I grew up on, like, Microsoft, uh, uh, Zoo Tycoon, and the uh, Roller Coaster Tycoon games. Like, this yeah. this is my shit. I played the shit out of Roller Coaster Tycoon. Oh, like, man. I got two in a cereal box. And yeah, same. <laughs> oh, man. That game was so good, Steve. So good. I always loved, like, picking up the people and, and just, like, putting them in this, like, you know, island or whatever and just letting them suffer and then there was always the loop-de-loop like roller coaster where you could just speed up and kill everyone <laughs> you got bored with the they game. they have some of that in this like i just watched in the trailer you like the bridge yeah they they disappear the bridge and all the people fall in and die and <laughs> they have like little pikmin ghosts that like leave the spot they died on you know in pikmin when your pikmin dies like ooh, and like a ghost floats up yeah that's what but, happens uh, to the park goers when you mess them up over three thousand reviews and, and very positive, very positive. So good on them. But of course, Steve, we don't read the we don't read the positive. We read the funny. The top funny yeah. review is oh, this is too long. The second top you know funny review <laughs> is I would sell my kidney for this game. There we go. I mean, I don't think you have to do that. You just have to buy. It's only thirty three dollars for the base game. <laughs> Parkitect is the beloved son of Roller Coaster Tycoon One and Two. Planet Coaster is the treasured daughter of Roller Coaster Tycoon Three. And Roller Coaster Tycoon World is the annoying cousin everyone hates. But seriously, <laughs> this game is a lot of fun. <laughs> uh, good work. Parkitect, new DLC. Check it out. Vancouver nice. Developers. 
that's it for the news this week, Steve. Some good ones. I'm going to share well, this demo. Oh, you got know, another one? Well, I know you shit on it, but Marvel's Avengers did come out. It is out. It's on everything, but bits of it are on everything else, and you can never <laughs> get this full game, even if you wanted to. Yeah, just get the Stadia version. Just get the Stadia version. Uh, yeah, Marvel's Avenger from Squ- Square Enix and Eidos Montreal. Montreal. Apparently and the campaign's amazing. Yeah, actually, so, yeah, I, I've, I've played a decent amount of it. I'm halfway through the campaign, it looks like, based off the trophies. Okay. So I got, I got things to say, but... Okay, we'll yeah, get to that. Yeah. It's out. Uh, now it's time for everyone's favorite segment, Steve. Wishlist this. When Brett was still with us before he passed away, uh, he would often wishlist games while we were talking about them on the show. Uh, so this inspired me to create a segment, a segment called Wishlist This, where we highlight three upcoming... <laughs> My cat's screaming because her girlfriend just yeah, got home. I was going to say. Uh, uh, yeah, sorry, I love it when he screams. Um, a segment, Steve's wholly dedicated to finding Canadian games that you can add to your wish list. Because, of course, as an indie developer on Steam, you are indebted, like an indentured servant to the Steam algorithm. You toil away every day doing everything possible to make the algorithm happy. And one way we can help these developers with that is by putting them on our Steam wishlist. This week features a game with an App Store wishlist, which I didn't realize was a thing until the latest iOS update actually added it. I had to update my phone software to add it to the wishlist. But that'll be the second one. We're going to start at the top of the show segment with Art of Rally by Dune at Fun Selector (laughs) in Vancouver. Uh, This game's coming out September 23rd on Steam and Good Old Games. <clears throat> Gotta do the, the movie theater voice. Mm-hmm. Race in the golden era of rally. Drive iconic cars from the 60s to Group B on challenging stages through stylized environments inspired by real-world locations. Will you master the art of rally? This game... Uh, I, say it, I say it... I use it too much, but this game does look gorgeous. It's a very different style than a lot of games we've been plugging lately. The... Uh, I don't, I don't know. What do you, what do you, I'm bad at describing art, Steve. You, you, you try and describe these screenshots and trailer for me. Uh, cartoony. Like it's, it's not a, I don't know if the gameplay is a graphic is a sim, but the graphics certainly aren't like a simulation. Like it is cartoony, bright and, and very, you know, the, there's not really rounded edges. Like everything's very kind of splotchy. Defined. Yeah. Like the trees look like you just smack the paintbrush against them a bunch, you know? Yeah, and the cars kind of have like the the corners on them. It looks like um, almost toyish. Yeah. yeah. So I'm kind of eyeing this. I wanted. So we we've discussed before how you and I are both not really into. Holy shit, racing. Steve! Hold that thought and scroll down to the description and look at these gifts. Ooh! Oh! Oh my god, dude! That okay? So the top gift for viewers. Uh, is like there's a strip of color and you can see the car like drifting around a corner and above it is like Art of Rally in text and then the car like leaves the box and then like covers up the text and it looks like it's going to hit you it's amazing that's a good gift and then at the very bottom they have like the Polaroid photos and the middle photo is actually still just a gif oh man these are some good gifts there's a photo mode Steve every game has a good photo mode worth playing yeah, oh, they have a leaderboards, not... authentic handling, 50-plus iconic rally cars. Holy shit, this looks amazing, Steve. 
So I have two thoughts. So yeah, it does authentic handling. It does look like it's more sim than than arcadey, which is fine. But the one thing I'm not seeing in this, which is a little bit concerning, is I don't see like other car racing against other cars. So is it just like time trials? Yeah, I think it's like uh, I think it's just like a best time because when you mm. do like I don't know this I don't I don't follow this scene, but isn't it like? You, because the turns and shit are, are so narrow and the tracks are kind of dangerous, you kind of do it like one at a time and like best time wins. Is that a thing? Oh yeah, maybe that's a good point. That's true. Um, but yeah, this looks great. I would love to. I would love to play this. This looks like a lot of fun, and their Steam page is very impressive. And they do that thing, um, Curve Space did, where there's a little GIF of how to add it to your wish list at the yeah, top. Yeah, I like that. It's good. Uh, and so I have to ask Steve: Is Art of Rally from Vancouver Studio Dune on your Steam wish list? Yes, it is. Excellent. Next game today on Wish List This is this segment's first Apple App Store wish list. This is Slash Quest by Noodle Cake Games in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. It's releasing soon for basically every Apple platform Mac desktops, iPhone, iPads, Apple TV. <clears throat> the Queen's ever growing talking sword is lost in a faraway land. Luckily, you showed up to wield it back to the castle. You do know how to swing a sword, right? Right? Uh, so the, the basic kind of absurd premise of this game is like it's kind of like a th- uh, top-down uh, third-person sort of like hack-and-slash game, but you have this absurd sword that gets like bigger and bigger in size as the game goes on. Like it's already, like in one of these cutscenes or one of these uh, screenshots I'm looking at, it's already uh, comically large compared to you. Like, you know, um, what, what's Cloud Sword called in Final Fantasy? It's got a name. Uh the oh man buster sword buster it's like that and it gets bigger and bigger and you're you're oh man it looks it looks absurd and a lot of fun and a cool cool art style it's very very mobile game this looks like the kind of game that they would feature on the front of the app store all right steve so so you got to open this link on your phone to add it you can't do it on the website um oh really yeah because i'm searching on my phone and i don't see it um, so wait, okay. Open. Maybe I have to, it, it, it's, it's hard to do. Go to the Apple arcade sec section. If you're on the store in the bottom, right. Uh, arcade. And then you can look at, um, uh, it's like upcoming. upcoming. Hold on. It's where is it? See new get started. Okay. Hold on. See all, see all games. Wait, well, to provide a link or something on the website. For people. Yeah, we should. Apple does not make it. Slash Quest and Apple Arcade. Yeah, I found it. Um, how do you find it? Oh no, wait. That doesn't. That doesn't open anything. Hold on. I how do I do it this? And and you know how like it'll uh, it'll come up with like suggestions when you search something. Yeah, and that's one of the suggestions. It came up with it, but when I click it, I don't get it. Hold on. Add. Okay, wait. Take this link I'm sending you. In Discord. Open it on your phone and then click this link. Cause this is how I did it. I like clicked it through the tweet on my phone. Yeah, you click this. There oh, you go. Yeah. And then you can hit get. Where do you hit get? There's like a big get button under slash quest. No, it says start playing for me, but I don't have an Apple Arcade thing. Oh, well. Alright, well, this will be the, the first Switch List This segment. We weren't able to <laughs> logistically get done on the show, but I can confirm you can do this. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
if oh, you have... Oh, sorry. It says to get notified by this game's availability. Update to the latest version of iOS. Okay, so you got to do what I did. Once, you're, once you got that, you, you hit get, and then it'll like, all right, when this game is available, it'll like install, and then you can play it. And it's a cool right. feature, but they made it stupidly hard to figure out. All that try to, to say... Make a, try to make a delayed wish list this sound. Yeah, all right. Well, we'll like say, <laughs> well, we'll we'll pretend we did it. You you did it. We we will do it. And yeah, when does that, it come out? Um, it just says soon. Yeah, true. I'm assuming within the month or two. Um, that's usually how they they roll things out on the Apple Arcade. It's very close. Or sometimes it's just like, and it's available now. All right. Uh. Last game today, covered before in the news, but we want to do it in its own wish list this segment. Rogue Souls from Tiny Titan Studios in London, Ontario. Second best London in the world. It's coming 2021. You can wish list it on Steam. <clears throat> Summoned to the Nexus, the God of Fate's trials await. Secret rooms, hidden passageways, and certain death lurk as you hack and slash your way to salvation. Rogue Souls is an action RPG roguelike for one to four players where your skills will determine your fate. Can you escape the void and save your soul? We've talked about Steve. Uh, we watched some gameplay. You were impressed. Do you like the... It's it's a true roguelike in that I don't think stuff will carry over, which is something you look for in a, in a rogue game. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, got, it's got a really great art style, I think, and from a, a, a proven studio. Any, any thoughts looking at it one more time? I mean, I like the art style. I like the the, stu- the studio's past games, um, and you know, I like the the character and whatnot. I it's on the wish list. It's got um, split screen from before. Ooh, does it really? It does. Is it coming to other things? I think it's just Steam right now, right? I think only confirmed right now for Steam, but yeah, I don't know if the studio has made a console game. So I think four player co op that'd be that would be really cool actually. All on the same screen. Yeah, that'd be that'd be kind of crazy. Split screen. A little gif in the. There's some gifs in the Steam description too. There are. They're just characters swinging shit around, but that's better than nothing. Well, and and sitting at the little fire and stuff. That's cool. It's true. It's true. Gifs make every Steam page better. You're just you're just high on the rally, dude. That dude. Right? That that what was the art <laughs> of the rally? That's one of the. Oh, that gif. I'm looking at it again. That's one of the best gifs I've ever seen on a Steam page. Holy moly. I'm impressed. I'm wowed. I'm more enjoying the Discord actually for. Uh, Titan Titan. Or, well, I don't know if it's Titan's Discord or just Rogue Souls uh, Discord, but I'll join it. All that to say, Rogue Souls is on your wish list. That it is. Excellent. That's hey, it for uh, wish list. You mentioned, oh, go ahead. You said London, Ontario is the second best London, so I looked at if there are other Londons. There's a London in France, which seems like quite the uh, trying to shit on England since they hate I mean, each other for so long. By being in France, it's probably better than london ontario then so i might have to bump london ontario down to third there's a london siberia and probably not as hot as uh bay of london and scotland i don't know if we count bays no chile has london island apparently Eh, no it's located west of a place and forms with the peninsula just cities just cities steve so that looks like they're oh and then the united states has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten cities. Yeah, but also by virtue of being in the U.S., just infinitely worse. So, well, although uh, some of it says like an in, unincorporated community for a couple of them, I don't know what that means. Yeah, me neither. 
I'm going to bump uh, London, Ontario down to third then and just assume the France one is cooler. Um, and yeah, yeah, we learned something new today. There you go. London, London, France. That's so, that's so weird to say. Uh, I wonder if there's a Paris, England. Hold on. Let's find oh, out. there's a Paris, Ontario. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. I've, I've been camping uh, there. Oh really? Yeah. It was okay. That's it for wish list this. If you want to yeah. get your game to us so we can talk about it, contact at CanadianGameDevs.com. Steve's DMs. Uh, hit us up on Discord. Anything. TikTok. TikTok. Make us TikTok about your game. I saw, Steve, I found a... They're like at Indie Game or something, and they were just doing like trailers and talking about it. But it, but they did their, their thing and like why... It was like a, a landscape video just put onto tiktok which is it's like so dumb you can it's so easy to like make it fit the phone dimensions and people choose mm-hmm. not to do it it bothers me so mm-hmm. i might just make our game dev tiktok out of spite so we can do it right we uh, the account is made all right we have it i just gotta make the appropriate dimension video for it no idea what the password would be that's okay it's probably in our i mean not single google spreadsheet where we keep everything that'd be stupid who would do that that'd be dumb that'd uh be Let's move on to Discord discussion, Steve. Uh, this is a new segment um, born from the ashes of Hot Take of the Week. Discord discussion is where I highlight, I pluck out like a, like a feather, a discussion that was happening in the Discord, and we hash it out here on the show. And this week, uh, of all the ones, I think the big uh, conversation was around this 3D Mario collection that a bunch of us shit on and then immediately tried to pre-order. Because... <laughs> In classic Nintendo fashion, this is just a a, a garbled mess of an announcement. It's available limited physically and digitally after March 31st, 2021. You won't be able to buy this game on the eShop. It's, for people who don't know, up top, a collection of Mario 64, Super Mario Sunshine, and uh, Mario Galaxy. And all on the Nintendo Switch. But... There's no GameCube's controller support for Sunshine, even though there is for Smash Ultimate. The oh yeah motion true. controls for Mario Galaxy. There's no way to to remap those. So if you have a Switch Lite, you can't do any of the motion controls in the game. And there are certain sections of the game you need to do motion controls to get past. So is this game yeah, unplayable you, like, if you have a Switch Lite? <laughs> Don't you have to like waggle to like do a spin and that's sort of like how you get a little bit more distance or something? Yeah, and so you can connect normal Joy-Cons to a Switch Lite. So I think if you want to get past certain points in Mario Galaxy on a Switch Lite, you'll have to drop $100 on some Joy-Cons, which classic Nintendo here. Um, also, there's like virtually no real changes. They made, they, they said HD, big air quote, textures for Mario 64. He just looks a little smoother. And then you can play Sunshine in like a wider aspect ratio. It's like the landscape, uh, what's it, 16 by 9? But yeah, other yeah. than that, it's essentially the same game. Full price, seventy nine 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 Canadian. It's just, why does Nintendo do this, Steve? Well, because they, they can, right? Like, I, I don't understand the limited availability. It's such a fucking annoying thing. Um. But yeah, after after looking at like some of the dope like remakes we had, like Crash Bandicoot and all mm-hmm. that stuff, it's just like they they have they can just do the bare minimum. And like you said, like we all just tried to pre order it anyways. <laughs> like I, I have a pre order on Amazon and if I can't get a physical edition I'll, I will buy it digitally. 
Um, I mean, I'm excited to play replay those games. Like Mario 64 is such was like one of my favorite games of all time. Like the game's so good. Classic. Um, Sunshine, I, I don't have the f- like super amazing fun. The Black games, Sheep. Like, um, some people like. I feel like there's a little bit of revi- revisionist history going on where people are like, "Oh no, it's the best one." Blah blah blah. It's not. Um, Galaxy though, I remember loving Galaxy. Galaxy Two's better. Where is Galaxy Two, Steve? <laughs> Galaxy 2 I only rented and played like one night and loved, but I never, and I've heard that, like Galaxy 2 is just kind of like a So much of, better. Yeah, so. Because it's know, just Matt Gar- Matt Mario Galaxy, but better. It couldn't yeah. not be better. Yeah, so. Because it has Yoshi, right? You can ride Yoshi. It does. There's Yoshi levels, uh, some good stuff in Mario Galaxy 2. It's probably my favorite 3D Mario game. Probably. Oh, really? But I, mean, I have a it'll, nostalgia it'll for 64 because it was like the first game I remember playing. Oh god, sure. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It's just it's su- it was such a weird. I don't understand like why they're doing that. Like the limited, the limited run. Here's I guess two, I can two theories, the limited, Steve. I can understand the limited run of physical, mm-hmm. but I don't understand the lim- like they just take it off of the eShop. Like why? I don't get it. Two theories. First one, and this is I'm not. I don't know if I'm this cynical yet, but in a holiday season where cash might be a little uh, limited for some families due to current global events, putting a, a, a forced scarcity on something might push people to buy something they wouldn't have if they go, oh, I'll just grab it next year when I'm in a Ooh, better that's, spot. That's some evil shit right there. That's, that's capitalism, baby. Uh, so that's like, that's potential theory number one. Potential theory number two, and I had to double check this, Nintendo's Q1 2021 ends... March 31st. End, end of March 31st, 2021. Yeah. So, if in that last week of March, you get like, I don't know, what's a reasonable number, like 100,000, 200,000 people who are like, ah, I don't want to lo- not get it. Oh, okay, I'll download it. Dropping $80 Canadian on a on a game, that makes Q1's numbers look really, really good. Um, so, those are two theories. I don't know what you think of those. Uh, the first one is some evil shit. <laughs> uh but makes sense. Like they both make sense. Mm-hmm. But I would just think like a Mario game would just like consistently sell throughout the year. So mm-hmm. they've done these uh, packages before, though. They did the one for Wii, like the All Stars, and that was also like a one print and done. So there's a precedent, but not for digital. Yeah, and I mean sometimes you'll see. The only time you really see digital stuff go off stores is when like the licensing runs mm-hmm. out like and Scott Pilgrim but this, the, that's not that's obviously not the case here the, one of the hard drive articles that got pitched that they get picked up was a N- Nintendo trying to sort out um, copyright ownership for Mario yeah. Galaxy takes <laughs> takes it off the Nintendo eShop I butchered it but like that's the joke is like they own these games put them all up who cares the other assumption is like they're planning something big for the end of March, mm. like a switch two or, or something or like a more powerful switch or something along those lines. Or the, cause like maybe they're doing like a GameCube retro mini classic or something. I don't know. Or six. Well, 64 would be the next one, right? Yeah. But how would you do four controllers? Cause that would be really weird. I don't know. What do you mean? You just have, I mean, it would only come with two. Sure. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, you could do it. They would also need to be longer than a foot. <laughs> unlike the NES ones. The SNES ones, I think, were fine. Like a foot and a half. 
um yeah yeah, yeah i don't, I don't know. know it's it's very weird but like i said i pre-ordered it <laughs> like on amazon and i'm I might so even, excited like, go to, i might even go to eb games and pre-order it because i feel like this thing will be rare and you, like, you could flip it you could flip it yeah um i don't know but like like everything nintendo though it's something that i'm going to play like a little bit and then just wish there was trophies and online and all that stuff and, and then stop playing and then stop because by this point like when it goes off this when it goes off sale like by this point it will be like five six months into next gen you mm-hmm. think so i'm like i'm not gonna play mario sunshine when i'm playing like ps5 games. come on exactly anyway that's mario 3d all-stars or whatever it's coming out two weeks 28th september 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 18th I 18th thought, 18th yeah i don't know i don't know i'm gonna get it i <laughs> like mario games even when though was the last time you Nintendo. played any of these games i actually downloaded a emulator to play mario 64 last month oh really yeah i got yeah, cause it's through the first like two or three worlds all the stars because it's been i haven't played sunshine or galaxy probably since either of them came out same Mario 64, I think I played a little more recently, but I don't think in the last... Because uh, I think I had it on the Wii Virtual Shop thing. Oh, man. Mario 64 which, is so good. Which is still a long time away. It is. So, um, so I'm, I'm excited just for that, which is why I also just think I'll play it for a couple hours. Because that's what happened with... Because they also released Super Mario All-Stars, like the NES games, mm-hmm. on the Switch Online. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I haven't played Super Mario 2 in, you know, 15 years or whatever. Let me try it. And I played for like 20 minutes. I'm like, okay, that's, that's all I need to play. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I don't Game, know. Games have gotten better. People like to hold up these games that were artificially difficult because they needed to stretch out playtime. And games have just gotten better. A lot of these games uh, exist in the past for a reason. Yeah. Enough people don't shit on Nintendo for the things that they should be shit on, too. Oh, like, man. Nintendo doesn't make any sense to me. They have such a free pass for like everything. Yeah, they're the they're the Disney of they're the Apple of game development. I think Apple Disney. I agree with Apple. I, I feel like well, actually no, because they sell like two thousand dollar monitors and or monitor stands or whatever. Four hundred dollar Apple Tower wheels. Yeah. Oh well. Anyways. Oh well. That's Discord discussion for the week. If you are interested in having discussions like this and others, you should hop on our Discord. Uh, we, we picked from a lot of topics. People are talking about the uh, new NVIDIA graphics cards. I'm not going to drop $1,500 US on a graphics card. No, sir. Um, I like all the up. memes coming out of it, though. There's some good memes. There's <laughs> uh, some good memes. So, yeah, if that interests you, hop in our Discord. As we do, Steve, we like to close out the show with what we've been playing. Uh, did you stream anything this week? Last week was Undermine, but this week... Did you stream Avengers at all? No, I didn't get a chance to stream Avengers. Because, like... Uh, you uh you criticize my streaming but i don't have a camera on ps4 so it's just no it's hard yeah it's just your air conditioning and you (laughs) yeah so pc is definitely the better streaming uh if you were gonna stream it somewhere do it on there yeah so i might i might try uh undermine but there's uh i kind of want i do want to play spirit fire or spirit fair as well yes yes a good good game i played a bit more last week um but so anyway i streamed spinch we talked about it during the news it's great steve it's 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 tight and really hard but not like i don't know i play a lot of platformers so i don't know if my platformer difficulty meter is messed up but there's some segments that are 
there's checkpoints throughout the levels and you'll get like really close to the end and just get pegged by something you didn't know was coming because you hadn't been there yet and just watch your guy like travel all the way back and you're like oh that hurts and there's there's a few of those uh it, it's not without its challenge it's kind of like a floatier like slipperier platform or like uh, super meat boy it would be a good comparison because you also like run jump onto the wall and like continue to jump on it to get up um so if i was going to compare it to another platformer people might know i would say super meat boy but visually could not be more different it's also very funny like some of the some of the enemies are just absurd and uh the backdrop backdrop and soundtrack also really good all overall just can't say anything bad about Spinch. really like it nice yeah they gave uh i have a switch code i haven't i haven't tried it out yet but i mean we we mentioned this in the past where i was just like i'm not crazy about the whole like super meat boy style of platformer so mm-hmm. i'll be interested how i and you know react to this one but w- I worlds have I like five levels and a boss and mm-hmm. every level maybe has like one or two checkpoints throughout and my time on average for each level was like three to five minutes because it has like a speed run uh focus built into it and there's like a timer with your best time and your current time in the top right mm. um, so i got in, in the stream i got through like the first four worlds almost uh, i don't know how many are in the game Yes. Yeah, so, yeah, it looked fun, but it know. is. It's really yeah. good. Um, and then for non-Canadian games this week, I played uh, the Tony Hawk Pro Skater One and Two remake. It's tight, Steve. Oh yeah. How Gotta much is find it? those cassettes? It's not full price. It's uh, fifty nine ninety nine Canadian. Um, oh, and it came with a tech deck. EV Games hooked this up with like a little skateboard. <laughs> you know the like little finger skateboards. Oh yeah! Oh yeah. man, those were huge. Back yeah, then. yeah, they were big when I was in elementary school. Everyone had them, and it was it became a big meme later. Like, did you just tech deck off me? Or, or like, there was a vine where like this guy was in a public toilet, and th- this other guy in the stall next to him, his shoe was sticking out. And he like did a little tech deck over his shoe, and it's like the the shoe just retracts, and all you hear is, "Did you just tech deck on me?" And uh, the, they're a staple, I think, of of most people's childhoods. And so that was really cool to get with Tony Hawk. And Tony Hawk, of course, great game. It's also just weirdly, Steve, and I'm just, I'm just, I'm not, I'm not one to speculate, but weirdly political in some of the, like, there's masks in the creator screen. You go to the school screen and the the school, um, like, billboard thing reads, uh, hope you're adjusting well to study from home. Of course, laptops and um, all tools you need are provided as they should be by the school and stuff. And it's like, I'm like, ooh, Tony, I didn't realize you were sneaking some of this in here. And that's that's funny. I didn't know that either. That's yeah. It's subtle. It's really subtle. Um, and so I think the, those like modern touches on it are, are really nice because it, it's very aware of the time it's releasing in. And I think that's that's interesting. And it's also just really tight. Like it's, it's Tony Hawk Pro Skater. It's the goat. Yeah. Like I didn't really play one. I didn't play one at all. I don't think I played two, and then but four was the one that I played the most of. Um, that I played was like the first like open world one. Did you play the underground ones? Because I played underground one before discovering the pro skater series. Yeah, underground was after, wasn't it? Yeah, underground was later, and then I went back to try out that the was other like, ones. Oh, I see. That was like the story one. I think I played underground one. Uh, like four was definitely the one I played the most. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then, uh, and then probably two or underground, but, and then by that time I was, I was kind of done. 
Um, but I added it to my wish list because I, I am like super curious because I do want to like play it. Maybe I'll just start watching some videos of it. It's really tight, Steve. So Look good. At the trophies now. Uh, yeah. So I don't. I can't say anything bad about Tony Hawk Frisk. He's also just amazing. I love his Twitter. Like, there's that picture of like the the one meme of the guy crying while holding the gun. It's like me when I have to kill Tony Hawk in the inevitable race war, and he retweeted it like, "I appreciate you hesitating." <laughs> <laughs> so he's, there, he's just delightful. Is there like Activision bullshit in it with like microtransactions or anything like that? Or you know, Steve, that was the first thing I looked for, and I can't find anywhere to spend more money on the game than the money you paid up front. They could pull a Crash Team Racing or Nitro Racing or whatever, and like add it a month later because Activision yeah. did that. And it's definitely like there is a cosmetic shop. You buy stuff for your skater. You can buy skateboard parts. It's the, like the infrastructure is there for them to sleazily monetize the hell out of it. But yeah. at launch. You buy the game; it's not even full price, and it just it just plays like video games used to, and that's pretty sweet. Yeah. Did you see what? Did you hear what EA did this week? By the way. No. For well, they're they're coming out with skate soon, right? Yeah. So the EA through has the UFC game, mm-hmm. and uh, they updated the game to include ads oh in the middle God. of like replay, like in between rounds and stuff like that, and. Uh, reddit like lost of shit obviously and that's where i kind of like really draw the line too like nba 2k had those ads too and that's when i was really just like and, and i haven't really played 2k in a while actually since nba started i haven't played 2k um and i think they like took them out but the ea kind of tried to do that that's like the new i think that's like something that developers are going to try to do like get through the review period when reviews are, are done and, mm-hmm. and stuff and then really like fucking start milking that shit and they did it with the crash racing game so yeah. i don't put anything past activision or ea or ubisoft yeah. or bethesda or 2k or ugh. or any of them any of them <laughs> i think that there's a certain there's a certain sanctity to a nintendo game and i think uh, i think playstation games and xbox i think like first party games largely uh, well, are untouched by a lot of this yeah, because I think it's at thirty percent. You know, they lose. You know, lose. Video games are more profitable than they've ever been. No, no, but I'm. But you know, they they do have to give up thirty percent of all the revenue that they make on the PlayStation or Xbox or Nintendo store. Mm, that's why. Uh, that's why Fortnite's trying to go around Apple. Yeah, and I'm not trying to make excuses for them. I just mm-hmm. mean like that's that is like a reality of the situation, and Nintendo and them don't have to pay that. Like it's just, they. I mean, it's just a cost for their business anyways mm-hmm. uh to host those servers and all that shit so there is that but you know i uh i'm, I'm i am interested in this i got the wish list i don't know this might be a i don't know i gotta play marvel i want to play more marvel and i want to platinum ghost of tsushima before i mm. kind of cop this okay i also checked out a couple uh um xbox game pass games this week crusader kings 3 which i just saw on the timeline because everyone was talking about it is this paradox interactive series that has a lot of love but i hadn't heard about it before this and i made my my ruler of ireland so i could realize the irish nationalist dream of taking over the united kingdom and (laughs) killing all the catholics um unfortunately i'm really bad at it because it's a strategy game so it's it's like an rts right yeah uh you're, you're trying to like set up your dynasty and you there's a lot of like political intrigue and courtroom drama and so like I, I got married in the game and I wanted to set up my kid so that he could get married to the, the like county next to me and then we could consolidate but the kid hated me and 
kind of betrayed me and then I died and then he didn't take over and I lost. It was a very short game. Um, as long as you have a like next of like air set up, if you die, you like keep playing. But I was yeah. so bad. I couldn't even figure that out. And so, is, yeah. So is it a little bit of civilization, I guess? Like, um, yeah, not turn-based it's real time strategy. So there's like a clock in the corner you can speed up or pause. Um, and the map's massive too. I scrolled out. It goes from like, top of russia to like middle of africa and then from like portugal ireland to like japan Hmm. like it is the whole like all the major kingdoms in quotes at play during the the middle ages are in this Hmm. like you can make the silk road if you want like it's it's big um and yeah it's 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 I, i i think i like it more just watching people's cool stories unfold about like all the schemes and murder plots and arranged marriages that go wrong like that's just really fun and interesting to me how those kind of like manifest while you're playing and everyone has these different stories that come out of this game that's what's interesting to me about it but i don't like strategy games so oh well that's like the same thing with persona for me like i love all these characters and all their dumb shenanigans but i don't like playing turn-based games or jrpg bullshit level up (laughs) hundreds of different little monster things and it's i don't like that so yeah it's on game pass so everyone can check it out it's only on game pass pc at the moment i think actually i don't know if that's 100 true um that's fair yeah i'm not big on rts i'll probably just skip it in, like entirely because i'm not big on rts's mm-hmm. um or strategy games like in general either so i didn't even know this was like i had never heard of this series before and then all of a sudden my twitter blows up and everyone's like talking about this i'm mm-hmm. just like oh I, yeah I, same i've never i never heard of this series me all. neither so yeah uh i recommend it if you like strategy games and drama for fans of the for fans of the genre i also played goner because it's leaving game pass and i want to get a couple achievements goner's a great uh roguelite uh platformer uh matthias ditto in oh geez one of those nordic countries uh solo developer published by raw fairy it's great it was one of the first interviews i did on my like old old blog in like grade 12 or 11 and then uh yeah, he sent me some stickers, which was fun. They're all over my laptop. So, yeah, he's just a cool dude, making a cool game. They announced a sequel, Goner 2, coming out sometime next year. So I'm excited about that. It's gorgeous, too. Just such a great, colorful, splotchy um, style to this game. And uh, also, Ring Fit Adventure. Finally got a copy at the source. Met someone named Steven, Steve, who spelled the exact same as m- me. Like No way. Yeah, no, really? I saw his name tag. I was like, wait. Steven? He's like, yeah. I'm like, I'm Steven. He's like, I've never met someone else named Steven. I'm like, me neither. He's this like, is what it's like when doves cry. This is what it's like when doves cry. And and he sold me a coffee at Ring Fit Adventure for the Nintendo Switch. And we bonded. Wow. Yeah. I've never in my life met another Steven spelled the same way as me. Yeah. I mean, I've, 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 we've had this conversation, I think, probably because neither have I. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was, that, that was more interesting to me than Ring Fit. Ring Fit's like a fine exercise platforming game it's whatever it's cool it's cool nintendo makes fun it, toys and it's a fun it toy you, it gets you sweating but like with everything with like workout you got it's not just you, you can't just like do ring fit and think you'll get fit right you gotta like diet you gotta like rest up uh, accurately you need to like have your protein at the right times and stuff to really maximize like the muscle that you're trying to like build and develop so like, you need to not to eat it. mcdonald's free fries every other meal yeah exactly but um I like Ring Fit Adventure. Like what I used to do, because I went to a personal trainer for a while, mm-hmm. and I would you know track it on my Fitbit or whatever. 
and the calories that I burned would be pretty like identical to the calories I'd burn with my personal trainer. But like I said, it's a different exercise and stuff, and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. at least like heart rate and and sweating and stuff like that, it's pretty like it's a legit workout, no doubt. Better than We Fit, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, my dad lost a bunch of weight with We Fit. He did it every morning for like 14, 17 months. He lost oh, nice. like 80 pounds. It was absurd. Oh, sick. But he did that in combination with a uh, calorie tracking app. Yeah. And it's yeah, he, it's a whole lifestyle change, not a not a single quick fix. Yeah. So. Yeah, what are you even cool. playing, Steve? Uh more fall guys trying to get that level 40. Um It's a grind. I think it's my I think it's my game of the year. Like It's good. And I don't like I think Spider-Man will be fine or it will be fun, but I don't think I don't think there's going to be a game that's going to top it. You mean Miles Morales? Yeah, whatever. Um <laughs> Yes, that game. Um, the spinoff where they let black people be on the cover. Finally, ooh, Uncharted Lost Legacy. <laughs> and Miles Morales has like electric powers and stuff too, doesn't he? Or he has like, I don't does know. He like, does he have cool powers? I don't know. I don't know Spider-Man. Me neither. Um, and and I got so I won two in a row. So there's that trophy for winning five in a row, right? Yeah, we won two in a row. Mm-hmm. And then the next game I lost in like the first round. Then the next two games I won. Oh man! And then the the la- the last game I lost in like the fourth round on a team match. Mm-hmm. So it's like in six games I had, or really even five games, but six games I had won four times. Yeah. But it didn't feel stressful because there was like, I you know I just lost in the first round on game three. So I don't think I'll ever get that trophy. But I got three, close. Steve. You were with me that evening. I got three, and yeah, yeah. Ugh. But then didn't a team match kill you? Yeah, it was one of the team ones. Got us out. That's the thing. I think most of the time I either get eliminated from a team match or like I just don't win in the last match. Mm-hmm. Like I, I usually qualify not to like, you know, flex weird flex on Fall Guys, but no, I don't think I really get eliminated in the first three levels of like that are solo or whatever. Yeah, it's it's um, it happens, but doesn't happen that often. I think because this game is like the most downloaded PS Plus game. That's uh, we're guessing anywhere between like seven and ten million people are hopped on this game in the first month. I'm mm-hmm. guessing it's a lot of kids. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> there's times where like Sophia really loves it because of all the colors and stuff like that, and she'll actually like boot it up accidentally. I don't think she doesn't know what she's doing, but there'll be times where I just like ah whatever. I'll get like some kudos for her just like not winning in the first one, and she doesn't even like move or whatever. <laughs> she'll just like she got the farthest she ever got was the one that uh, that has like the spinning like. Um, like the maze-like thing at the very start because there's you don't need to jump until like the very end of that one, so you can just like kind of move forward and progress. And she actually like moved in that one. I think she enjoys it, but uh, there's a lot of times where like she does just boot it up and then I just automatically lose. <laughs> That's but awesome. Got to get every kudos counts. Every every XP counts. It's true. So I'm like halfway to level 38. So I still got some time. Uh, yeah, you, go, it's but. like 30 days left, 20 days left in the season. Yeah. But I still have like I don't know probably three or four hours of grinding left, depending on how much I win. Prediction right now, um, it's going to be uh, one of the game awards like announcements will be like Fall Guys season two is available now, and then it'll be season three probably. Oh yeah, probably. But so because they did that to reveal at the game awards stream, I think now that they're in, they're going to be one of those recurring uh, announcements. Yeah, I hope they add more trophies to it. Because 
Yeah. And then uh, PUBG that went for a PS Plus game of September because they're like, oh, wait, we need players. <laughs> you know what's annoying by PlayStation Plus is like those a lot of those games are, are on PS Now. Like PUBG is on PS Now. Huh. And I think Street Fighter Five was as well. So like, I go on the PS Now subreddit and they're just like, Sony is like actively making me like not want to be PS Now because... Because PS Now sucks. Just, yeah, because they just come to PS Plus. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's a good... I mean, it's a good point. <laughs> so just annoying but um the, the other big game i've been playing is marvel's avengers which dun, I'm, having dun, a, dun, 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 I'm having a lot of fun um that was the avengers theme yeah nice try thank you um yeah the the, the campaign is actually pretty pretty good do you have spider-man because you're on ps4 sorry no there's uh, he's not in the game yet oh, okay but he, when he is you'll be able to play him yeah because i'm on ps4 obviously um full disclosure i got we i got codes and uh you know, it's definitely janky. It's definitely buggy. It definitely has like some issues. I feel like the game was meant to be was like always supposed to be like a fifteen hour like single player, maybe a co op local co op like RPG. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like Disney or whatever or whoever came in was just like, no, 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 no. You need to you need to stretch this bitch out. It has to be a live service ten year plan. Yeah, because because yeah, people the campaign is like pretty good, but I guess the game's a service part of it is like pretty lacking. Um, I haven't really got to like. The, the end of it yet so i'm still like enjoying it i kind of appreciate like how all the different characters or how all the characters control like a little bit differently and have their pluses and weaknesses and stuff like that like mm-hmm. kind of makes it a little like in destiny right like there's very little difference between like the classes it's really just like abilities you can use every couple minutes or whatever mm-hmm. um but it, the differences come in the guns whereas this time it's like really the classes and uh oh never mind so it but it, it's also like really like buggy and, and stuff and they're having some issues and i was trying to i was thinking too i was like you know what i remember like when world of warcraft came out and it was like a pile of shit at launch i remember like playing star wars galaxies and that was like such a piece of shit at launch i just i just think like these online games like just struggle so hard at launch like destiny and all this stuff like it's been basically throughout the years like they always just have like a rough time mm-hmm. so i i'm pretty confident like they have a good foundation and, and a good like good set here i agree with like i think the metacritics around like a seven or 70 um which i like agree with like i think there's a lot to be done but it's not it's not like an amazing game or anything but you know it's one of those things where it's like if you play this in two years you know it could be really really special mm-hmm. um and as far as like the microtransactions go like yeah the you know there is just like the battle passes it's all free right now the one thing is like there is like just a store to buy stuff and the it's pretty expensive like the legendary skins cost like 15 dollars or something like that you and that's a big contention on the subreddit right now where it's just like this is way too much money for like like for a legend like 15 dollars for a legendary skin like i don't care how many like free credits you hand out like this is way too much money so we'll see if that gets adjusted. I doubt it will. Or it, might, it only will if you know enough people don't buy it. But um, I, I'm I'm really enjoying it. It's really it's it's fun. It's just like it's not it's not an amazing game, but it's fun. It's a fun game. Be be more like Tony Hawk, not like Tony Stark. There you go. Oh, actually, you know what? The most annoying thing in this game is that Tom uh, or is that uh, Nolan North and Tom Baker, Troy are, Baker, Troy Baker, sorry, are are in it. And and Nolan North is he he plays Tony Stark. He basically he just sounds like just, Nathan Drake. Yeah, it's just Nathan Drake. Yep. It's so I'm. Oh, it, yep. 
it infuriates me so much. Like, it it actually like ruins the game. Like that is my biggest gripe. They're, they're not voice actors. Like they just talk, and that's what they're famous for. I think Troy Baker has a little bit more range. Yeah, he can do like, accents because like he does Joel in The Last of Us with the Texan accent, and he doesn't sound like he does in you know Infamous Second Son or like he does in Bioshock Infinite. Like he actually acts. Yeah, um, no North though. Just sounds like Nathan Drake and everything. Well, he's in Last of Us as well, and he doesn't sound like uh, Drake, does he? I don't. I can't remember. Like it's been a while since I played that part of the game. Who is he in The Last of Us? He's the he's the guy at the um, he's like it was always a contention. Like is he the, the rapist or whatever at the oh like, David? Bur- yeah. Hold on. I'm more than certain he is. Because that would be an actual role instead of just being him like he does and everything nolan north is david oh okay well that yeah that, that was actual like acting there yeah like you didn't even know and you just played it through that game i did <laughs> so but straight up like drake is in the game like nathan drake is tony stark it's so freaking annoying and actually i really like playing as iron man like i think it's pretty fun because he can hover and, and has some range and stuff like that but it's it's infuriating to hear that fucking voice come out of him like it's easily the worst part of the game by a long shot oh no um troy baker less so i'm just tired of seeing like the same ashley bailey's obviously in it too like i'm just tired of seeing these same names like i don't know so but it's it's fine it's a fine game we'll see how it evolves it's gotta you know it's gotta have a pretty banning first year i think uh, you're thinking got, it's it's more in a situation like maybe you know Rainbow Six Siege versus uh, Anthem. Yeah, like Anthem was just is just a not a fun game, and just was not good. But it's funny I've been seeing people compare flying the Anthem to flying Iron Man, and they're like, actually Anthem did what it feels like to fly as Iron Man better than Iron Man in Avengers, despite everything else that's bad about Anthem. I think just with the flying in Marvel, it's, it's just not, it doesn't seem fast. Like, it seems like you kind of fly at the same speed as as they're running. And mm-hmm. so it just, like, I think because they need to keep everyone kind of in the same area. So it just doesn't seem like you're really flying that fast when there's, like, rockets coming out of your feet <laughs> to mm-hmm. go forward. And I wonder how, like, Spider-Man will be, too, like, mm-hmm. when you're swinging and stuff like that. So I can I can hear that, but... You can like hover and just kind of shoot and dodge and stuff like that in the sky, and it's pretty cool. And uh, the other thing is like matchmaking is completely apparently like completely broken, which is really disappointing, considering they had like fifteen betas. Mm-hmm. I think they would have figured that shit out, but I haven't been able to play with like uh, any randos yet. Um, so we'll see. Okay. Stay tuned for more on that, and that's it for episode number one hundred fifty-eight of the Canadian Game Devs dot com podcast. Uh, if you want to help us keep the lights on covering the Canadian game dev scene, you can support us over at patreon.com slash Canadian game devs. We got new tiers up. Uh, and if you back us at higher than a dollar a month, so that's the $5 tier or a custom tier, if you want, uh, we'll put your name at the end of the credits on both the video. I'm going to start that this week and the audio show. Uh, so huge shout out to Aaron McLeod, Elizabeth Avery, Hanel, Jean Leggett, Jeff Shepstone, Jeffrey Canham, Kai Hutchins, M5 Games, Nicholas A. Zorko, Nav from the Academy of Games, Pixelnots underscore Alex, Sean Hayden, Slaughter Neko, and Stacey H. If you want to join these lovely folks, again, patreon.com slash devs. 
If you listen on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a review. We'd love to take your feedback. And if you're not on Apple, send any feedback you have to contact at CanadianGameDevs.com. Find us on Twitter at CanadaGameDevs, Facebook, Canadian Game Devs, our Discord, um, Instagram, TikTok, Canada Game Devs. We're everywhere, Steve. Exactly. Where can people find you on the internet if they wanted to do so? Uh, I mean, if you want to. Uh, Stephen L. Crane on Twitter and various places and TikTok. Although I, I have one extra follower on TikTok that I don't know, and I'm like, I don't know how you found me. Hmm. <laughs> um, hmm. But Canada Game Devs is where I want you to go. Don't worry about me. I just tweet about stupid Sega Genesis shit. And basketball. And basketball. Oof. 2 2. They are 2 2. I watched last night's game. I mean, it might be a completely different thing by the time this actually goes up for page, for people. So Next game is Monday? Tomorrow night? Yeah. It's every other game or every other day, which is great for me, but probably awful for the players. They're probably just like, fuck. <laughs> Give me a rest. I'm going to. I watch to find out if I'm getting free fries the next day. So I will be picking up some free fries. Uh, you right don't do the this. pizza pizza one either, or no? You don't like pizza pizza? Uh, pizza pizza is a really bad pizza. Yeah, but you can get two for one at least. Eh, eh. Fine. It's not free. Fine. You can't get. You can't beat free, Steve. That's true. You can't. Um, just like this podcast is free, thanks to our supporters, and uh, you can join them. And you find me on Twitter at Stephen Riley. It's all spelled bad, so you know whatever. Just go to at Candy Game Devs, and I'm in the profile description. Thanks for listening, and have a great week. Bye. And then there's always a cool quote at the bottom. This one. The future came and went in mildly discouraging way that futures do. Neil Gaiman. Where do you see that? Uh, it's oh, a big I purple bar that. at the bottom. You know. Like time, <laughs> Time.is explains the exact official atomic clock time for any time zone. More than 7 million locations in 52 languages. <laughs> oh my god. Have you ever seen an atomic clock? No, I never have. I was. I'm always so. I'm so confused because I'm just like, how do we know the exact second? <laughs> it's true. They they get out of um, sync so fast. Enough of that though. Let's start. Let's start. Okay, hold on. <clears throat>